Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. The portion that deals with responsible service. And I say this because it's also tied to some of the things that I have asked them to put on CD, that I enjoin every one of you who wasn't here on Tuesday's service to get a copy of the perspectives from the days of King Ahasuerus that was shared by our brother here. These things are tied because you will find in verse 14, I believe of Matthew 25, if you can give me the American Standards Version, let's take it from there. And it's a story that we all know very well. Matthew 25, let's take it from verse 14. I've retitled it now. said, For it is as when a man going into another country called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents. The New International Version translation says he gave five pieces of gold. Another two. And then he said, and to the third one, he gave one. Please don't go ahead of me. I'm still in verse 14. He entrusted unto these servants his property. Whose property? Their own property? Whose property? His property. Nothing that I have that I put in my hands or whatever it is belongs to me. And he said in verse 15, the one he gave five talents of money, another two, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. When I get to the end of this, I want you to understand and write this down on your heart. That the rewards of service is independent of ability. It is how much, how faithfully you use what God has given to you. I didn't put that right enough. The rewards of responsible service is independent of how much you have. Or how much was given to you. The rewards of responsible service is tied to how faithfully you use what has been committed to you. So when you look at me and say, oh, because he's, he has so much money. Or you look at this one and you think, oh, he has so much education. And then you don't do what has been committed to you. Brother, you are in trouble. Because out of these things, there are a number of truths that we want to bring out to each one of us. Because these parables that were spoken in Matthew 25... Were like the valedictory service of Jesus telling his people what they needed to do if they were going to qualify to see his return. Praise the Lord. To one, he gave five talents of money, to another, two talents, to another, one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Now, let's see the next verse. And the man who received the five talents went at once. What does that suggest to you? God bless you. 
no delay, a sense of urgency in dispatching what it is that the master asked him to go and what? To go and do. I was watching a lady preach yesterday. I think it was in the morning. I don't know whether it was on, it was on Daystar or something. And she was really now the story of her life. As a youth, the flame burning and so on and so forth, they will go and scores and hundreds of people will give their lives to Christ. And then the issue of a man didn't matter because they were all boiling for the Lord. At 25, she said, the word then became, Lord, whoever it is that has your spirit in me, is a man and so on and so on. And then there was still, but the number of people that they were now catching in terms of the flame for God had diminished. He said, now that I'm 45, wow. where are the people around me? All of those that we started with had settled into the lives of all. I've, just, I've been married. Now I have a home. Now I have what I said. What is that which God committed to you? What was it to you? Was it a license for your comfort? I don't know if you caught it. So now that I have a husband, I can begin to enjoy the husband. And the service to the Lord is no longer necessary. Now that I have a beautiful house, I can attend to my house. The things that God put in your hands, rather than them blossoming in your hands, multiplying in your hands, the more you thought you have achieved the things that you wanted, the lesser your zeal and your urgency and your desire to achieve the purpose that God set in your lives. What about you listening to me? The man that received the five talents went at once. The New Living Translation said immediately. He went at once and put the money to work. The next one said, and the one that received one also at once. If you look at, just compare the translations. In Amplified, in Good News, in, 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 uh, in, the, in the American Translation, they were unanimous, immediately, at once, immediately, at once. But what caught my fancy here, beloved? Both the one that had five, and the one that had two, and the one that had one. They were faced by two common events. Any takers? They were faced by two common events. Was the time allotment, was it different for them? No, no sorry. Same amount of time. Were those times challenge free? No. So they were faced with the same length of time and they were faced with the same challenges. Then what made the difference? How come one achieved double, the second achieved double, and the thought did nothing. What was the difference? God bless you. I will take you to a different dimension there because attitude is not, it's attitude is the summary. And that's where the link. 
the link. Yeah, you are right. It's not perspective. Attitude. That's the time point between what you had on Tuesday. And that's why I said you needed to get a copy of that tape and what you are listening to now. What makes attitude? It's a question you want to ask yourself. What is it that makes attitude? Faced with the same amount of time, faced with the same challenges, faced with the same amount of time, faced with the same challenges, somebody was seeing what the other person did not see, or the other person didn't see what somebody was seeing. And this is where I want to bolt down what I'm saying now. As it relates not just to the affairs of our nation, but your life. Because I found the Lord said this to me specifically. He said, the same principles that these people applied and worked for the things of the kingdom also worked for their lives. That's individual. I gave a book to some of my sons here from good to great that spoke about the Stockdale principle. And the Stockdale principle always said, I will prevail. It doesn't matter what I face. Said, I will what? I will prevail in the end. If you turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19, yes, verse 19a. Can you get it for me? It said, Holding faith and a good conscience, let us therewith war. That's the way he put it. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some put away concerning the faith made a shipwreck. I want to show to you, beloved, that attitude is composed of those two things. Faith and what? Faith and what? It may sound distant, but I want you to see it as the Lord opens it up to you. They were faced with the same circumstances. They were faced with the same length of time. Somebody was seeing something different. Irrespective of the storm. Irrespective of how close it was. And this is where I saw how God dealt with the dilemma of Habakkuk. Habakkuk said, why do you make my eyes to see evil? I see sin all around me. All I see is that people are just doing what is wrong. And God woke him up. God slapped him. Said, my just shall live by faith. My just shall live by faith. It was an answer that men of God had fought and fought against. And I'm saying it to us because those of us unto whom the word has been committed in these times. Who are so close to the things going on in this country. And you have let yourself to be neutralized by the abundance of evil you see around you. You will not prevail I don't know if you understand me. If you let yourself be neutralized by the superfluity of evil that is surrounding us, whether it is government or people and so on and so forth, and you let that loom great in your eyes to the point that you are unable to exercise what God wants you to exercise, you cannot prevail. Am I, are you with me? Do you understand? Yeah. Then I understood what Apostle Paul was speaking about in, Ephesians, in Philippians 3.11 in the Amplified Version. He said, that I, if I may attain unto the resurrection, 
Can you give that to me? I showed it to you the other day. I, I, I hope you can tie these things together. That if possible. That if possible. I may attain to this. I may attain to this spiritual. spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from where? From among the dead. Was Paul dead there when he was saying this? So who are the people he was referring to as the dead? The people around him. If you come to understand that the people around you are dead, should the things that they are doing then be so important to you to blot your focus in terms of what God has given to you? That if possible, I may attain the spiritual and moral resurrection. I want you to see the words, the spiritual and the moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while I'm in this body, then I come to understand that surrounding me, except you, the people of God, in whose heart the Spirit of God is alive, all that are around me are dead people. Dead because they don't understand. And would you let the dead condition the way you live your life? Thanks for listening. Join us again on Wednesday for the concluding part of today's sermon. For more information on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.